0: What Drives You is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Yeah. Welcome to What Drives You, the podcast for driven people who want to drive further, faster, and enjoy every minute of the drive. I'm Kevin Miller, and in every episode I've devoted myself, To helping you get more clear on exactly what you want and why you want it. You have all the drive you need within you. We're just here to give it fuel. This is one of our what drives your health episodes where we give specific focus to our health and wellness. That's the vehicle that drives everything that we do. And in this episode, we continue talking through stories of people who made big health changes and why they did it. In this episode, we specifically cover Breast implant illness, having the consummate dad bod, weight loss after a child called this lady fat, aching knees and hips from being heavy, quitting tobacco, AFib, and type 2 diabetes. I'm with my health guru and best friend, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, and as always, he gets to speak from his daily experience with with patients, people like you and me. Here we go. So here we are standing to do the podcast, and you're standing a little odd. (laughs) The the great Dr. James, the bastion of health and wellness, has put his back out.
1: What happened? Yeah, to my great... Well, I'm trying to change my mindset because earlier today I had said, to my great shame, and that's just not fair to me or anybody because we're all... We are all uh, human human, and we're all potentially injurable. And so, yeah, yesterday just potting some plants and granted it was in an awkward position in the yard where they were about on a step, maybe 18, 20 inches high. So bent over in a weird position for an hour and it just did something weird. Seized up, went out, felt bad, pinched, mm-hmm. and uh and then, yeah, so wake you know, sleeping through the night with it and waking up with it and talking to our friends, the chiropractors here to do something about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and as we talked, so we just got back from Starbucks with our weekly gathering of guys to talk about life and, and, you know, you talking about that. And I, like you tend to feel initially shame for any, yeah. and I just, we just did the show, you know, I got COVID. I was not. <laughs> And I'll use my vernacular. I'll use my thought pattern. My thought pattern, what comes internally is I wasn't strong enough. Right. You couldn't I, handle it. I couldn't handle I wasn't strong enough to keep from getting COVID and, or to, and then when I got it. I got it pretty badly or, you know, it, it, it did a number on me and I don't like that. I want to be. I want to think that I am that I, and we do want to, I mean, we are all striving heck that's part of the show. And part of the wellness initiative that we're a part of here is to say, how can I be becoming the type Mm -hmm. of person who does not get ill, injured, diseased, whatever, as much as possible. I guess that's what I'd say as much as possible. So here you are and your back gave out now to that you're in your film, but we did talk about the reality that if you don't want to be the kind of guy, whoever has your back go out, you have to address a lot of things. I mean, I know for me, probably for everybody, but for me, food has such, if I take in foods that my body doesn't like, it causes inflammation. And according to my own personal makeup of past injuries and, you know, however my body works, it tends to put my back out. Food does more than even just, just that. But the other side then would be, if you don't want to be the kind of guy who does potting soils in a weird place, you need to be every day doing what yoga Or jujitsu and rolling around and moving on. But we don't. You don't. No, right,
1: no. You do.
0: You run. You, what, play Frisbee or tennis or whatever. yeah. i You're do not, pretty
1: like you were saying i do pretty straight line things yeah where i'm i'm moving forward i'm not juking i'm not bending i'm not burpeeing all the time i'm certainly not stretching and i, I think yeah. that's you know i don't have any kind of focus on stretch the back out all the time for five minutes I, a day or,
0: Well, we should be wrestling with our boys literally i mean that would be help oh, helpful because yeah. i am i'm doing you know push-ups pull-ups burpees running weights but I'm not doing twisting, and I'm Mm-mm. not flexible, and so mm-hmm. I'm at risk. For tomorrow, I'm going to be doing some woodwork at my house, and I'll be at great risk of lifting something, yeah. whatever. A, a,
1: just just a little wrong,
0: abnormal, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's maybe grace for ourselves, but if we don't want to,
1: we should. We, we're smart people, so we should say, okay, for five minutes a day. Yeah, like every day, most days. If I just do five minutes a day, and the problem is everybody's out there rolling their eyes and saying, "Yeah, but you've got." 20 30 different five minutes a day things that you need to be doing in order to be becoming kind of guy it gets overwhelming absolutely and and that's so my tendency is also like you i feel shame mm-hmm. and incapacity and unresilience and unwell being and so and then just
0: what well, i know what you
1: talked about is just the inconvenience
0: of now you have to do your day well, cause you don't have the margin. We're, that's another show we yeah. should talk about. We don't have the margin to just go, okay, I'm going to blow everything off. Cause you've got patients scheduled, you've got business meetings, you've got kids stuff and you're going to do, there looking like lurch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he would just laugh. Some <laughs> well, <on. laughs> I, I, we, we should
0: share though. What are you going to do? So we have a chiropractor uh, in the office here who is a, a chiropractor, but his main thing is dry needling.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a different guy. who's was Canadian trained and, uh, and so the, the differentness there and that both my family with my wife and your family with you and your wife have have felt the difference there is is his technique of dry needling and so in my experience you know thinking about acupressure and acupuncture and dry needling and all of that growing up in the 80s where my dad was an md and chiropractors got poo pooed right it was just like oh that's kind of crazy and and now it's it's not it's very viable we know why these things kind of work and so He does have, so dry needling as a technique is very valid. And basically you're putting a needle that's dry, meaning in the past, like in the eighties and nineties, they thought, okay, we're going to do a study because what's a wet needle. I don't know. Why do they call it dry needle? I don't know. (laughs) So, so what they did back then was they said, okay, we're going to do a study and it's going to be randomized and blinded. So, you can't blind the person putting the needle in like All they right. know, and wet means there's something actually, there's medicine in the syringe, oh. or we're going to put a dry one in over okay. here, meaning they didn't inject anything. So trigger point injection where you actually inject some lidocaine, some marcaine, right. some steroid into a spastic muscle versus dry needling. And they found, okay, yes, when you put medicine in there, that does something. But if you do dry needling, that does something too. Can, can I give it layman's term? So, if you look at acupuncture, you're going to get a bunch of needles. And that's supposed to do its that, – your body reacts and – Different. I, I know. That's okay, I'm going to yeah. point
0: out that that's different. I don't know. How, so, how would you describe? So
1: the, so So, the body is built – does have these meridian lines. Yeah. So, since the 80s where the book started to come out, 80s, 90s, and, and now we know, the body's an electrical system. And y- y- picture a jellyfish, like it's almost electrified and luminescent and all that. Okay, we can't see the electromagnetic field, the aura going around you, but we can measure it. We can measure an EKG, the electricity off the heart, an EEG is measuring electricity. And even right now, we can hold a certain kind of a light bulb onto your skin and you would electrify it. Okay, so... On that electrical patterning, we, we see in the heart a very, very specific electrical pattern. And there's Purkinje fibers that are very, very specific to the heart. And the brain has a very specific kind of electrical pattern going on. Well, turns out that, you know, the traditional Chinese medicine and 5,000 years of this kind of history that however they did it, these needles are were found to do something along meridian lines. I don't know why they're called meridian lines. But there's electrical signaling going down throughout the body, so that when you put a needle in here, it does have an impact on something else in the body. Can you, to
0: some degree, even say like a like a histamine response or whatever? You know, a bee's going to come and or a mosquito and inject your you know right here in the shoulder. Your body's going to react with that, with the swelling and stuff. It's yeah. trying to deal with it, so that the needle's going in, you know, your body reacts, and they get this benefit from acupuncture blah 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 but, it's, but it's dry needling it, is different the dry needling like
1: he's going to go into it you. it is different yeah the bee feel- that's a chemical reaction okay the the needle okay. from the acupuncturist is an electrical, electrical. reaction okay. and what stefan is doing is what i would call mechanical it's putting a dry big bigger needle than they use for acupuncture it's bigger uh and uh, and so you feel it like acupuncture. You don't even hardly feel. Yeah, I don't like his.
0: Uh, it, so yeah, I his mean, is is not comfortable. It's, it's uncomfortable because he's because he's gonna take you today, put you down on the mat. Yeah, you know, where's it hurt? He's gonna he's gonna follow it up. And he's gonna find some tightness. Go, oh my gosh, man, yeah, it's tight here. And instead of having a like a massage go in there and try to a masseur try, go in there and try, to, he's gonna take that needle, put that needle. It's gonna pierce the muscle.
1: The angry muscle. And it That's literally twitches cramped.
0: and like release. It's amazing. I, I'm just, I wanted to testify to it because in all my years of injuries and a lot of chiropractic, I have never had as tangible a response, a response. and benefit as from him. And now we say that. And that, so folks, you know, can you find dry needling in your area? I am going to testify to him.
1: And, and we also uh, need to say that I've, I've had two other people do dry needling because physical therapy. Yeah. Carol that we know, and yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot his name, uh, Matt. And both of those guys, when when they did it, it was different than how Stefan does it. So I think that's okay. It's a there's a technique, and there's you know the hands of the master kind of a thing. And and we've had many many patients, you know, and people just testify to his uniqueness so yeah for people out there who have chronic low back or chronic upper back maybe even more and he actually does a whole body thing you know where he's doing your arms and your legs and and uh but yeah to testify to the reality that the body is this mystifying conjugation of chemical communication electrical communication mechanical communication all going on and we all take it for granted and then, and I take it for granted, I haven't been treating my back in such a way as to give it what it needs to be a three-year-old guy who can do an hour of potting plants at 20 inches off the ground and not have a back pain. Well, and of course, who knows what happened? I mean,
0: did you have ice cream the night before right. and it, it, you know, caused inflammation or whatever food caused inflammation. So you're already at risk. Then you're doing a position that position, you not. Yep. Yeah. And were you, that, that's what I mean. All of the, you're sitting there doing it stressed about. whatever mad that i'm potting plants or happy that i'm thinking about a work
1: that who knows yeah Yeah.
0: well okay well there you go so you're human um well we have some other humans here uh on this trajectory of people who made significant health gains it's just such interesting stuff that's why i love these q a's because it brings stuff out we would i would never think to talk about so renee uh, vider she said i had breast implants put in at age 27 it was nine years later in 2019 when i noticed my health going downhill at a rapid pace I had no idea what was going on, nor did my doctors. Uh, You must just be getting older, (laughs) said a doc. I ate healthy, was always active before getting ill, knew my body well. It was July 4th, 2019 when I came to know what was ailing me. I learned about BII, breast implant illness, and it was in my face uh, three times in one week. I knew I must have them removed. So in 2019, I was blessed to rid my body of the toxic bags. Instead, my body are inside my body and regain my health rapidly. I had more than half of the BII symptoms. And today I can report that God is good and gracious and I no longer suffer with nearly any of them. And she also shared said by sharing the journey publicly, at least 10 women have been helped after identifying the cause of their strange health issues and
1: having theirs removed. Well, and we'll share that story even further and 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 so for me, there have been two women who have had this that I've that I've walked down that journey with them and so over the past four years five years maybe um, had one particular patient who very similarly and and so through you know she was here uh, Back when you were, you probably I actually remember. know
0: both ones you're talking about now that I think about it yeah uh,
1: yeah I think because it's been several years ago yeah and these were both very smart intelligent driven women health minded health minded yeah and um, and one was a healthcare professional and and so and that was new to me was the idea that could there be a problem with the implants I mean that is not some place where people go to think about and we have to be very careful here because a lot of women will hear this and there's a lot of people that have implants with no problems. And so another corollary kind of idea is a root canal, right? Like you've got this, a root canal is a foreign body in your body, uh, right? It is a dead tooth with metal in it. By definition, it is not healthy to have a root canal. It is a burden on the body. The body has to deal with it. By definition, whatever you put inside your breast is is a foreign body. And they say, well, same with titanium implants and those kind of things. So the metal, the titanium hip implants and stuff like that, Probably a different category, but over here with the saline or the, what was it before, the silicon uh, breast implants and and then a, a root canal are more potentially toxic to the body, to the immune system. So it's not going to be in every woman because a lot of women will hear that and say, I had it for 10, 20, 30, whatever years, no problem for me. Okay, right? Like other people have root canals, no problem. And other people, it's devastating. So, and is it just the foreign body or is it reacting? It's the reaction because we're talking about, like you say, saline or silicone, we're not talking about a leak and whatever fluid necessarily. I, no, I had one. Cause. Right. I had one. So, one of these women had it removed and uh, had found out that there was a fungal infection that there that somehow, either in the surgery or uh-huh. some or somewhere else or whatever that and that had been the suspicion that that there was an identified t- toxin that was a, of a fungal family. And the other woman uh, had them removed and felt better, but was there was nothing identified as the actual toxin to which she was reacting. And so it, 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 it brings up this incredibly, just like me and my back or somebody else with a root canal. I've had people who, they read a book about root canals, or like this woman, like she said, you know, 10 women have been helped by this, but maybe a hundred women went and had them removed and didn't get help with it. And we don't know those stories because they don't tend to say, they don't tend to go public with, oh my gosh, I spent $20,000. I had these things removed and I still feel bad. Yeah, Like nobody goes public with that or removal of root canals and nothing happened. They just still feel like I'm still stuck in this problem and the medical system won't help me and whatever else. So approach this with deep, deep wisdom that it's not that we would look at women and say, oh, you've got a breast implant? Well, that's the problem. We would say, as 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 in the clinic, you know, somebody comes in, we have to look at all of these things. Well, we just, you know, the the body electric, the body chemical, the body emotional, the body spiritual, all of these things go into the body pathology. What are you feeling, sensing? Is it pain? Is it in your brain? Is it in your mind, emotion, will? Is it in your past, the ACEs questionnaire? All of that stuff is going along. And, and let's just use ACEs. If that particular woman had a big ACEs score like Tana Amen did, is it an increased chance that her breast implants are going to cause a problem? The answer is yes. Yeah. Is it an increased chance that the root canal is that one straw on the camel's back that causes XYZ problems? Yes. Mm. Well, what if somebody didn't have ACEs questionnaire or a, a high score and they're going along in life are they less likely to are they more likely to be able to tolerate the burden of a breast implant or a root canal or a tough job or potting plants yes
0: okay so ultimately on this i mean what's the relevance is you're saying if you have any foreign object it's a risk period period In of store which is all of us which is all of us and then so for those out there with a root canal or a breast implant or a anything foreign that if you are in ill health, feeling ill in any way, you should at least put that as a uh, pr- primary possibility. A, aware, awareness, it just just uh, just along with a bad A score, with you know whatever stressors and what, yep. your
1: bad stressors in your life, and and then we have to say, and I'm so sorry to everybody, but before you start thinking down that pathway, what are the, the biggies? Are still what are you putting in your mouth every day? Yeah. What are you not putting in your mouth? How much fasting are you? How are you sleeping? Yeah. Do you like your job? Do you like your dog? Are you in Anxio- good relationship are you, with your wife? Are you anxious are, are, and worried and stressed those out. Those yeah. are the big straws on the camel. Those are going to be more primary. Yep.
0: But for those out there and those who are considering, we have more people getting, are more women getting breast implants than ever. I think. I don't and know the stats on that. I think I heard somewhere. Who knows? It was media somewhere. Probably you know promoted by plastic surgery foundation, but you know, if, if you are, it's just a consideration. It's it's, of course, it's a risk, no different than anything, anything driving. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) sure. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone today. Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out Use promo code, Kevin Airdoctorpro.com. promo code, Kevin. Anything, anything, anything driving car. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Here's a Steve Chapleski. He says in 2006, I was 190 pounds with a dad bod. I took on running in that year. I did my first half marathon and first full marathon. I've been under 165 since then and still love running. The catalyst was a challenge a friend tossed at me when she heard I wanted to do a marathon before I die. So I asked him, I said, so, you know, what was the catalyst? Was it the encouragement, the accountability? He says it ended up being both encouragement was first and I became her training partner. And that's when accountability took over. It was the last, so this is episode 81 in 80, talking again about other people and their stories where we did come to, again, just the incredible power of having even just one person to help you be, whether you like the word accountability, a lot of people, I think has a negative connotation to that. So just say encouragement, support, somebody to walk that with you, a blue zone in essence. And so the gift, what's the gift to me that I I mean, I have a healthy, you know, health minded family, but I get to come to the office every day and we're going to have, you know, today we had coffee and now we're doing a show. We're going to sit in the back porch and we're going to be, our topics of conversation are going to be positive, wellering, trying to better us. Is, is there more powerful blue zone that exists? No. I mean, it's, it's, glorious. No, that's what it, Steve's talking about.
1: It, it, the, the phrase that I keep coming back to that I, I think is a good book title or tagline or whatever, is that your life is your medicine mm-hmm. and steve's life is running is this friend is challenging himself is right and 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 many people have that story of you know the bucket list marathon and and i have that one too and i don't know if i've ever shared that with you down you know but i grew up hating running it just was i i had the history of asthma and so it was always a failure trigger right mm-hmm. and then but was pretty athletic in high school, but running was always just a burden. And then we had, a, we had a baby, and I was strolling around with it, doing a jog, and we were in Germany, and I thought, I bet I could run to that next town over there. And then I also had a, a colleague, and he was a doc, and he outranked me, and I didn't like him. He was kind of a <laughs> – and then he made a comment about because I was like, oh, man, I can't believe we have to do the physical fitness test. And he looked at me he's like, don't you ace that thing every time? I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, do you, he's like, well, yeah, I mean, aren't you actually, and I was like, wait a minute, it just flipped my paradigm around. Like, why, why, why was I mad at the United States air force for trying to keep me in shape? Mm. Why did I not perceive that as a gift? I mean, they literally pay you to run, pay you to go do some exercise time. That was a paradigm shift. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make an A on my, on my test And I became, you know, that flipped and I became a runner in the blue zone kind of and doing the events and being with those people. And, and, and now remember we did the show on, do you see yourself as athletic? Yeah. That is one of those things where even though I don't run all the time, every day, I still would see myself as a runner Mm -hmm. because of that. Mm -hmm. And I want to keep doing that.
0: I, again, I, you know, I've admitted, we did that show. I love being an athlete. I love that as part of my own self-image. I was just in and I was with, you know, what, two, three, three, gosh, you know, boys specifically from 14 to mid twenties who are athletic ones, you know, firemen and does Spartan races and all this kind of stuff. And we were playing ultimate Frisbee and I, I, I did really well, you know, and I love that. I love it. I'm the year old guy out there, but, uh, kicking by, I love having that and having that ability, but you know, to the, to the, yeah, that having the accountability with each other is so can, strong, can I yeah,
1: comment on <clears throat> one thing that he said that resonates with me is I don't want to be a dad bod. Yeah. And and now, you know, these days we have dad hats and, you know, dad clothes. And my wife told me the other day, I, you know, those are dad jeans. And I'm like, on that one, it's like, you're darn right. I don't wear skinny jeans. I wear dad jeans. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't want a dad bot. <laughs> yeah. I I,
0: I appreciate it. My kids respect that. I mean, I get another level of respect. My son, my l- little boy, you know, loves that I've got. And I mean, look, I'm pretty thin dude, but you know, I've got some muscles that I can do the pull-ups. I can do the push. They, they love that. And my older kids then have, have, uh have told me, testified that that is so inspiring, kind of a blue zone that I have helped inspire them. And so now my three. Uh, or so three of my older kids, you know, 21 to 25, all, you know, Caleb's, they get it. Caleb's in Florida. He's got a gym membership. He's really, you know, buffed out. My daughter, I just helped her get another mountain bike and she participates in that. The other one is looking at actually going into fitness as a, uh, as a profession. And
1: yeah, my kids don't appreciate me. Well, they're not that age yet. <laughs> they're not that age yet. Seriously. Because my
0: boys that are your, your boy's age are not, I have to prod them to get their butts, right. get their butts out there. Um, Well, here's another, uh, one. Actually, you know what? We've got another one. Scott Womack talks about his own journey. He lost a lot of, a lot of weight, 63 pounds. And his testimony is ultimately. He says he's, he did so many crash diets, so many big mm-hmm. commitments, and that the thing that made it for him is deciding that my goal was life change and slow and steady progress. And so he just gave a great testimony. But right after that, and there's a lot of people that talked about weight. This one I wanted to pull out. Marianne Schutz, she says, she just responded with what was her catalyst? My son called me fat. I cried hard and then decided enough was enough. Now I'm down almost as much as he weighs 90 pounds. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, I just love that. That was, I love the the vulnerability of that, but man, that is real and true. And there is so much, you know, as we talk about this, you talked about shame a minute ago in regards to your back, when we're talking about health, we could probably do a whole show just on shame. Mm-hmm. And so this is not a, you know, good, bad, or, or, or on what Marianne talked about, but To some degree, I'm grateful that that mattered to her, that she didn't just take that and let it be defeat. She didn't get mad at her son. She looked at that and that obviously had gravity. I know you deal with this a lot where you have spouses or, or people in particular whose spouses are in bad shape. And your testimony was that primarily you see a lot of women who come in and they're frustrated with their husband's lack of tending to their health and wellness. And, you know, a f- husband who's you're know, fat out of shape, sick, I don't know, but they're frustrated, you know, with that, that gosh, you know, to her, I'm grateful for the accountability to my family.
1: Yeah. in That, that this is a really, again, if everybody could please hear with deep wisdom and deep humility, because shame is we could do a whole show on this but the anatomy of shame the there are times when you should feel ashamed yeah right like if you're guilty of a of a crime of a sin of a, then shame is the god-given sense within you of i am wrong and i need to change my mind that's what jesus said when he said repent the word metanoia we we, we played with that word a, a while back mm-hmm. and metanoia change your mind and the vehicle the status the, the the catalyst like that's what you're asking what changes people's minds so there's the mindset soul set whatever and and i ask uh, like we ask people here if 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 somebody quit smoking i say, what was the thing that that helped you to do that and it's most often is inspiration or pain like she felt pain from her son who said you know well you're fat and remember in the 90s there was that doctor who got sued because he uh, he was just a normal internist, not a functional medicine guy, but uh became a big a big New York Times article. And he the woman, it was a woman, and she was complaining about this and that and the other. And he said, Well, one of the problems is you're fat. And she sued him. Wow. And and it just became this big, big deal. And and so now we have this, you know, this again, hear it with deep wisdom <laughs> because we have a culture that idolizes the body and idolizes all these things and and we do have a wrong perception on on body image and and sexuality and and all those things but at the same time personal accountability and and maybe we could say well you like i should feel some degree of shame for my back like i can or accountability or whatever the word is like i do need to stretch if i want to be becoming the kind of guy who can do these things i i've got to have a response We'll, we'll back to that thing of because the tendency
0: in our culture right now is say oh you you caught a bad bat you caught a back injury like yeah, oh just, darn it it was just, floating, just around floating around and, and it, it fell on right me. on my it didn't back. fall on me just like me I caught <laughs> you with COVID, COVID. Yeah. yeah yeah and to say no no I how can I not have some personal responsibility I mean we we want to absolve that out of the culture That's and it's right. so volatile it's- to do but then. I do want to hit on the the, the side of taking responsibility also gives me power without it. I'm a victim. I mean, that's just, there you go. It's the math. And so you taking responsibility is actually better. Your health will be better. You'll have a better recovery time chance of, of it not happening again. If you do
1: take responsibility as with grace, with, with, that's what we said, with grace, with wisdom, with gentleness, with kindness as unto God. And we would say the very same thing as a parent, like, my child is going to choose his own choice, but at the same time, I'm also his parent there. I, I have some responsibility that gives me power and encouragement. I can help, you know, I have a lot of control over a two-year-old, less control over a 15-year-old, but I still have influence Yeah. in my marriage. If I, if, if the marriage is going South and I blame my wife, which is what people tend to do. Sure. Well, okay. You're, you're the victim. She's in total control of have, every thought you, you, have, you have. have. You have no power. I have no power. And, and. Health wise, I think because we were talking about this this morning, but if we shift it over and out of the emotion, the mindset, and the marriage, we come over here to the health status of our American culture. Is everybody feels powerless? They feel like they caught a bad back, or it's genetic, or ah, I was just in the cards that I have, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or depression, anxiety, or whatever. And it's like, gosh, if if you want to be in that victim state where you have no control, no power. You know, I, I, I mean, nobody can help you. It's, it's, but on the flip side, we're not saying you can be younger, smarter, better, faster all the time. And if you have anything go wrong with you, you're hundred percent to blame. There is a wisdom approach to this that says it is both and it's infinitely complex. And at the end of the day, you don't have total control. You have some control at the end of the day, you have freedom and choice and responsibility and the, you know, the, the sun's going to come up tomorrow, whether you want it to, to, to or not, and the economy is going to do what it's going to do, but you still can save money or spend money. The infiniteness of all that drives us to our knees to say, oh God, please help. And now what can I do?
0: And I am going to, as you say that about control, I am going to admittedly, so consciously in my awareness, I'm going to err on the side of feeling I have maybe even more control than I should, which I think is okay if there's grace. To keep away the shame, which
1: you and I are not real great with, we tend to fall true, on the shame. True, And Let's. I, I would. Say, I would agree with you, but I and I was also going to say, yeah, but is that part of that? Is your tendency to want to be in the white water. I want to control my boat and be going over here, and it's. it's yeah. We're back to both. It, it is. Well, okay. Well, I want to ask. I want. So let's be.
0: Let's be. Um, let's hit it for real. You're back. So now what are you going to do? I mean let's get you're going you're going to do what you do to get past it. And your choices are to say, "Well, I am no longer going to pot plants. Do landscaping. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to expose myself to the possibility of doing this irregular movement for me that's outside of, you know, what I normally do, whether you take control or not, but I am no longer going to do that." I would say that is primarily the norm. At our age now, we're at the point of the injury happens, you're now going to baby your back people quit skiing yeah. they quit playing tennis they quit yeah you're going to quit doing that okay so that's one option is you quit doing it second option is you're going to say okay next time I do that I am going to prepare for that I'm going to make sure I didn't have sugar the night before or that I'm not stressing out I'm going to just and the likely thing is I'm going to be really careful really I'm going to bend with my knees right that's what I I'm not going to do that if I get tired or I feel like I'm getting a little fatigued I'm going to stop and rest and so you're going to be careful. Yeah. Then the other one is saying, I would want to do that. I don't want to have to be so super careful. And so I'm going to start doing five minutes of yoga today. Or I keep thinking jujitsu because we watched this movie last night and the warm ups for the jujitsu were literally rolling over like on your back, like being on the floor and rolling over and it stretches your arm out and you're literally flipping over on your back and they're doing all these moves that if I did, I'd probably put my back out. Yeah. But if I did that for five minutes a day, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I would, I would gain right. it. So you have three options there. As I'm saying that to all of us out there, when that injury happens, that wake up call to, you know, whatever weakness we may have or whatever, do, are we a victim to it? Do we have some control? And then what are we going to do going forward? Especially those in later years, you know, after 40, 50, whatever it is, it seems like the uh, weakness age is getting younger all the time, but yeah. So what are you going to do? And my bet is you're going to, just be a little more careful next time. <laughs> I
1: don't, well, and that's where again, the rubber hits the road. Again, to my shame, this happened earlier this winter where mm-hmm. not quite as bad, but I had that one incident show when we had that giant snow, like yeah. for three feet or whatever of the drifts. And I was thinking, gosh, I better protect my back. And then it actually happened kind of a little bit less. And so now twice within six months. And so my... What I think I, well, okay, what I want to do is to do the yoga piece, yeah. to do the stretch piece, to say, okay, because you and I, we've talked about that. That's one thing we don't do. Uh-huh. We just, we, we tend to say, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I have an hour to exercise. I'm going to run. I don't want to stretch and I don't want to meditate. That's an admission. Right. It, it doesn't feel good. I don't do it very well. It's not fun. It's not any of those kind of things. And so where I am right now, that's where I'm making plans to go Just okay. to add that mechanism into my workout routine, prayer routine, or whatever routine is a, and I like the idea, not so much of jujitsu, but the idea of, oh, what's the other one? Tai Chi, where uh, the, the the mindfulness in motion, mm-hmm. the idea where you're doing a meditative stretch, you're doing even breath work, bringing all that in there. and And I can't remember if we've done a show on this thing, but I would tell people, don't think of that as, oh, that's, that's like being a monk or that's Near Eastern or that's new age or that's yoga or that's somehow if you're doing yoga you're praying to some foreign god or something like that I say no uh, in in fact these techniques called breathing and stretching they're they're like gravity they're human they're not one religion or the other all humans breathe and stretch and move it's how can I incorporate that those truths into These other truths.
0: Yeah. And I, and I want to point out on that, that it is, if we look at again, the blue zones by Dan Buettner that we talk about every other show I think about, uh, and he talks about those folks don't need to exercise. Their life is exercise. Mm -hmm. They don't, eat healthy or they don't have to try to Eat healthy they they just they do. just do it's just part yeah. of their thing that if we go back to that hunters and gatherers we would get up in the morning and you're going to be you know reaching in a hole for this and reaching there and climbing a tree and doing all those activities to where you don't need to go stretch your your life is stretching we don't have that and when you talk about that i man the meditate you know the, the thoughtful stretching all that It's almost kind of back to the Dr. James question. Dr. James, what's the best exercise for me? The one you'll do. The one you'll do. And I think so far, I have not gotten myself to do the stretching and to do the the plyometrics, whatever. I would be, after watching that show last night, it'd be great for me to join a class. Literally, it's tempting to think about. To join a class, some martial arts, some whatever, where you grapple. And I spend 20 minutes grappling. Not for I'm not going to do the Olympics. I don't really care. I'm not even looking for self-defense. But it just... Gives me an activity that's going to, by proxy, do those exercises that I really don't want to do otherwise. Do those exercises that I really don't want
1: to do otherwise. Yeah. I, I was. You said something earlier today about we should be wrestling with our boys or our yeah. kids or something. Yeah. And I didn't wrestle with my dad. I didn't. Either. And. By the time i could effectively wrestle with him he didn't wrestle with me because then you know the tables had turned and i I was kind of joking with my 15 year old who's you know post-adolescent he's strong but he wouldn't win against me yeah and so he doesn't try yeah And that's kind of, and your older boy wouldn't have tried against you. And so I did. So I did try it My my, uh, one of my daughters, Eliza, her
0: boyfriend's a fireman and his family, they wrestled like competitively. Oh yeah. yeah, So a couple of times I have with him and it's actually, it's actually been, uh, pretty fun. You know, I was going to mention that, you know, you talking about being in the military, he's a fireman, Uh they have pretty rigorous physical stuff. And I ask him, why don't the other policeman (laughs) yeah and i know again that's volatile sorry but uh yeah but why not and to some degree i wish we all why don't we all why don't
1: i in my own if i'm gonna hire you okay here
0: so let me let me read this because this will get us right into it brian lynchard he says many years ago i quit tobacco uh for the final time i found something else that i wanted more and of course i responded so what did you want more he said cheap health insurance
1: yeah, uh, uh, which was
0: one step towards allowing me to get to be self-employed. So, uh, the real, the real motive was self-employment. So he mm-hmm. quit. How great would that be? So this gets into, I know we've got lots of, you know, thoughts on this and we'll, we'll at some point talk about uh, insurance and options for people there, but I just love the motive of a consequence, a benefit or a consequence. And I like the, I think it's all state now who started it, at least the insurance, where if you put the little tracker in your thing, they're going to benefit you by, or penalize car. either way. Yeah. In your car for stopping at stop signs. I think and how fast you stop acceleration yeah. and you could go forward speed. How great would that be for all of us? And this is part of a big picture initiative that we would like to make happen if we were rewarded now, if you're, if you get a reward, then obviously you can lose a reward. That's a penalty. But if we just talk, talk there, if we were all rewarded for our healthy decisions and our healthy biomarkers and somebody said, cause right now you could, well, you're not going to do this, but you could, if you had regular insurance, you would go to the chiropractor. Do they take insurance? Well, whatever, somebody, a lot of folks do, and you would use your insurance card. So you hurt your back. You're going to go. And if I'm with blue cross blue shield or whatever, and you are too, then it's going to theoretically cost me more money because Randy hurt his back. And if you would say, I'm going to take up yoga and start taking a class, me as your insurance provider should come up then and say, Hey, we're going to reward you for that. And you're now going to spend $30 less per month on your health insurance. And then when you stop the class sense. when you stop the class and don't do that anymore hurt your back again we're gonna say okay we're gonna cover that but we're gonna bump your insurance up like car Not insurance. Not penalized
1: just take that yeah. reward
0: away like car insurance yeah. so i've done that i've had that happen with i don't know if me but with kids and stuff and they're like you know but then the third infraction your insurance is going to go up your car
1: insurance that would be such a gift to all of us i'm thinking about it through the lens of what if i went to my employees did you know that we do give them a uh, yeah, uh, yeah, gym a membership? Listed, or like that. Yeah, intended for gym membership yeah. or and buy I, a new I pair I of shoes. I don't know exactly
0: where we're going to go, but like HR wise, you've got we're, we're going to get into some stuff as an employer that you can't even touch, I think, aren't you? Like benefiting or rewarding based on anything physical, any or,
1: biomarker. Okay. Right. Like, can I not? Is there a, I, a, a law that I can't benefit you if your cholesterol is I don't this know. For sure. I think
0: there's some sketchy, I mean, you can't, there's a lot of stuff you can't ask about as an employer or can't benefit or reward i don't know i think there's lots of stuff there but
1: yeah you're right i I, it's not like you could say okay what's your hiv status and what's your you know uh i don't uh, genetics like well gosh well come on to be
0: so to be frank i mean you got sued (laughs) can we talk about you got sued by an employee who was out of the office again for ill health and you had to hire somebody because the job wasn't being done and she was able to take that and
1: and, and, and think of that Sue, as she didn't, she wrongful. She didn't win the lawsuit, right. but it was, it would cost more the, to deal with it. Right. The whole, right. So getting into the legal kind of it. And that's why I think in America, it's just not in the near future. It's not going to be touched because this is so dicey.
0: But how great would it be? For but how great would it be? It,
1: just like my own family. I want to hold my, my son accountable for his food choices. And, and for, for your, it's for your sake. I love you. Yeah. And I did I love my employees. And for your sake, I want to inspire you and create a blue zone in our office here. The, well, the kids is a good example because, yeah, I, I told one of the kids this
0: recently as we're talking about something. I don't get a benefit. There's not like some reward for me. No, to it's not, in fact, it's a pain in
1: my rear to yeah, keep talking to you about this. It'd be
0: easier to just give you donuts every day. So, yeah, why on earth am I making the effort to do it? I don't win. Nobody gives me points. It's just nothing but a pain in the butt for me. It's because I it's, want it's wellness out of care for you. and concern
1: and, and for their well-being well being. It's and, a pain in my butt if they're sick or grumpy or whatever. Well, true, you but, do know that in the future, like we've talked about before, if you don't, if you don't teach and train your kids then you have a a grumpy toddler that runs the household and it's like i i'm it's not worth it to not put in time and effort over here to train up properly children and that kind of thing but if we go over here to how to train up children and what they eat the colossal pain that that is when the, the world gives, you know, two and three-year-olds Cheerios, even if they're gluten-free and corn-free and all these other free things, they're still Cheerios. It's not a food. It, it's it's not a food source that that child needs for and their nutritional it's, food. Yeah. It's, it's training bad habits and all those kind of things. And then we have fast food on every corner, et cetera, et cetera. How, and, and even ourselves, myself, right? Like I didn't do what I needed to do for my back in order to do these same kind of things because I didn't train myself to do these other things. What if I set up as a policy in my own payment structure, okay, Dr. James, we're going to pay you you know, 10% more if you do yoga every day.
0: Yeah, can you imagine the American? Your dad work- talks like that. The, the American workforce, if they're you know you come in and your salary is going to be you know, thirty five thousand a year if you do X Y Z achieve these biomarkers of health, I'll pay forty five. We'll pay 000. for it. I mean, it would be the best gift. And so for people out there, I don't see that happening. So why does it matter that we're talking about this? But just the reality of how much we do and don't do based on motive incentive
1: rewards reward, and pain yep.
0: and most of us are going to
1: wait till pain and pain and I'm, that's, that's what our testimonies here are we ask people and most of these testimonies are pain and pain pain happen and and i'm you know
0: preaching to the choir with myself because when am i going to start yoga it,
1: Probably when I, when you throw your back, when out, I I throw know. my back out, when are you going to start meditating when you have depression, and anxiety? Yeah.
0: And yet and so again, just to show the ridiculous of it that yeah, blue cross, blue shield, we see this all the time. They're more prone to pay for a $20,000 accident than to pay a hundred dollars a month to help you be well and avoid the accident that's just the way the medical community is that's that's what we live in that's what our culture is and that is so hard to battle we're back to the social pressure so hard to battle that and to realize what's best for ourselves our families our culture is for us to be mature and for me to start taking yoga now
1: so i don't put my back out for me to be mature and yeah start Stretching, doing that for me to be mature and do my daily devotions and mindfulness and go to bed on time and get and we're right back to your life is your medicine or your life is your poison. And thank God he gave us pain. He get the blessing of pain so that I can see, oh my gosh, don't touch that. If you do, you burn your finger. Okay, well, how do I not touch the fire of not stretching my back out enough? Well, I got a little dose of pain a couple times, and so here I am wrestling with. Something else has to drop out of my life margin-wise so that I can put something else in here. when well, every person is on this yeah. spectrum. And I do
0: like the mental games that I play with myself. Uh, I think is a benefit of, of, well, you talking about it, that this is not pessimistic, but this is life. If at 50 years old, I'm going to talk about us and somebody else can extrapolate this to being 30 or 70 or whatever. But at 50 years old, What you would say or what you have showcased to me is i have illness disease handicap disability whatever it is it is around me it's knocking on the door it's always there it's not it's just life it's happening and i am either living this day right now opening or shutting the propensity the door of propensity for that to happen i can't guarantee it obviously i still got covid you can't guarantee it your back went out but then we're making the choices by all the things we talk about here how we eat how we sleep how we stress uh re- recovery all these things making the choice to further open or shut the door and that's great to know that's a great power Gigi that we power. Have. yeah yeah absolutely and even gra- and, and grace too to say today i'm
1: going to i'm choosing i'm choosing yeah not stretch
0: yeah or, or i'm going to celebrate and i'm going to i'm going to have a donut it's mm-hmm. been 6 months i'm going to have a donut and you would say that like the, the birthday cake at mm-hmm. the birthday that happens once a quarter, man, that is righteous, good, and holy cake, man. Nice. Enjoy that sucker. Just don't have it the next day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and over and over. Tonight, I'm going to go and buy a nice bottle of wine
1: and have that. And I'm not. Okay. And that's <laughs> that's okay because we are mm-hmm. on those different places, different times. So oh. when you said the propensity and it gives you great encouragement It's I have control over a lot of these things, opening the door to the propensity, the chance, the risk, everything is risk awareness and mitigation, uh, when you drive and when you get married and when you have a kid, it's, you're guaranteed some pain and some trouble, but you're also very likely to have wonderfulness and, and that's life. The flip side of that is the person who hears that and says, Oh my gosh, that's overwhelming i have to think about every bite that goes in my mouth oh my gosh i i have to think about and on one hand i'd say well yes because you're either thinking about it or you're mindlessly stuffing Uh something in there but let me use the analogy of driving do you have to think about every single turn yeah step on the gas step on the brake you think about every single thing that you do yeah but you also don't Think about it in such a way of like, okay, I could die in the next minute, right? Okay, okay. Oh, oh my gosh, what's that, what's that car going to do? What's that car going to do? What's that car going to do? Do I need to stop 30 feet ahead or 33 feet ahead? Do yeah. I need to... You set up... Now, when you were 16, like I'm, my son is 15 and we're driving. No, my son's 16 and, and you could drive in like a month and he is... Right, he is on it, it. Like yeah. he is thinking mirrors, you know, click 100 feet before the stop sign right now. Okay, we're going to click pick the clicker, both hands on the wheel all the time. And, and I, and it's not pointless to have a conversation because he's like, huh, what, uh, what, huh? And you thank God he's doing that because if he was not paying attention, he doesn't have those things set up that default mode network that's in your brain that says, okay, clickers. And when it starts to rain, I know exactly what to do. And he's like, where's the thing? Where's the thing? Where's the thing? And, and that's how life is when you begin a new, so most of us have now been eating. If we go to nutrition, exercise, eat, sleep, all those things. If you're 25 and older, you've been doing that in this default mode network that you're not aware of the fact that you actually do eat a lot more carbs than you think you do. And you might think you fast or skip a snack, but but if you go 15 hours, you're crushed by this. You might think you go to bed on time, but if we look at, at that watch, you're only really getting six hours of real sleep a night etc and then along comes back pain randy Uh to to make you aware and that's like on the in the car along comes somebody honks at you and like ah i didn't know i was drifting in this lane or now the car buzzes you or whatever it does and that increases safety and on the driving analogy and over here on the life analogy, that increases the propensity. Mm-hmm. So when people are 50 and they're like, wait a minute, really? You exp- like they freak out, go a day without eating. That's not healthy. My body gets grumpy and hangry and irritable. And I would say it's, it's because you've trained it to be that mm-hmm. way. And do you, are you going to die if you don't fast? no. But you cannot be becoming that kind of resilient person.
0: Well, you're going for, I mean, you're talking about fasting. We, we have people who have trained themselves and to the ability where they cannot go without carbs. Snack. Yeah, well, snack, carbs,
1: right. you know, gluten, uh, whatever. Or and- wine, or sure. donut, or coffee, or swiping the phone, or checking what Amazon has for you today. And it's me too. Right? Like, I can't go without not stretching. And, and so I think everybody needs to hear that. And right now, everybody should feel convicted. Guilt, well, shame. I want to come
0: back to your mm-hmm. statement about driving that we would all say, no matter, no, no matter, no matter how much can you afford to take your eyes off the road as a driver? I mean, except for a quick glance, we would pretty much say none, none, none. whether you're the 16 year old who's just started or you're us. And I think that I drive mindless. I do drive mindlessly. And a lot of people have done that, man. You go on a road trip and you realize, gosh, the past 20 miles, I can't remember anything, but your eyes never left the road. Right. So as we look at our health and wellness, how much can we, because I feel like people get that, especially even your patients to go, Holy smokes, the effort that it takes to be this aware. I mean, I got to think about everything that I eat, everything that I buy, grocery right. shopping now yeah. Yeah. and what I buy it's- and to realize that we do do it. We do it. Mindless. We take our eyes off the road and I'm grateful now that through my journey, you know, with you, I don't ever put something in my mouth thoughtlessly. I mean, I, I literally don't. I mean, I, I look at it, you know, if, if wherever we're at, out at a social event, or what I'm going to buy or whatever. I am carefully thinking about every single thing that I eat, even if it is I'm going to do a donut. Yeah, I'm deci- I'm going to do a. I mean, full I'm awareness. Totally aware, yep. and. We don't have, you know. It's interesting. You used to have people drop off you know, reps and stuff, junk food here. They don't do that anymore because you just throw it away. Uh, but that, how can we take our? I love that perspective. How much can I afford to take my eyes off?
1: Not no, just no, my me, eating, but my health let, and wellness. Let's go with the driving analogy because everybody has taken a text on the road. You've caught me and chastised me. Yeah. You.
0: <laughs> you saw me driving by one I was time like, so As you were as I'm on texting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And I'm I and I've done it, and we've all done it. And I, and I the other day I was so because now my son, and I, as I'm as he's sitting in the passenger seat, and I, it, my phone bings and, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, uh, you know, grit my teeth and say, can you check my phone for me? Yeah, yeah.
0: That happened this morning. I was sitting there trying to fiddle with mine, and my daughter said,
1: uh, can I help you with that? <laughs> and I handed her the phone, and, and to my great shame, right, yeah. like. And now I'm, and on the road, we've all also saying that guy's texting mm-hmm. and we've watched him drift. You can tell. You can tell. People are doing that. Or now, their, no, For me, that, it's
0: the, it's the stop. I'm waiting for the light to turn and wondering what the chances are that somebody in front of me is not going to go as they often don't. We, we have more, the horn honking has got to have increased
1: exponentially. And I look at people's eyes because they're driving along. And if you see them uh-huh. glance down, I know what you're doing. You're uh-huh. not checking the radio. And I want to say stop that, but then two minutes later I might just have that. Yeah, but when I do it, I really need to get this message. Yeah, across. I'm
0: on the way to the grocery, and my wife is sending me the list, and we're, we, I got to get this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So, so we're aware, and and that's what we're asking people to do with their food. It's like it's kind of increasing that sense of awareness that that even though, and we're so the default mode network of driving is yes, you're thinking about a million things all the time, but if you can set up the pattern. Of of eating this way, and then you you get to go on autopilot. Mm-hmm. You you get to do that, and for exercise, you and I need to input stretching and mindfulness. And then we, if we did that, then we would get to be on autopilot. But mm-hmm. right now, it's it means I can't do something else because I'm trying to put this thing in here, and it's not autopiloted, so it feels weird. Mm-hmm. And I I would say yes, it does no different. And we said this before too if if i stuck a golf club in your hand and said go knock yourself out and try to golf it would would be a disaster and mine might be a little bit better but you know tiger woods over here but he has a coach and he's got all these other things but and if we said the same thing with food or mindfulness or marriage or following following god the best that you can or any of those things the training of it, the coaching of it, you're never as good as you could be. You're always got a propensity to, to be a little bit worse, to be a little bit better. And so it's with, it could be great encouragement to have the control you do, or it could be fully overwhelming. Everybody's on that kind of, we're all on that journey and that's, that's good. I think it it, it is
0: good. And and I want to, I want to anchor this with the problem that we come to with this talk of Accountability, awareness, control, responsibility, which those are the threads of this show of personal development, of personal growth. But the place that we go awry, I have Kevin Miller has gone awry as we've mentioned the word shame so much time is not having grace. So to yourself, to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So in all this that you are, you would be wrong. I'm going to use the word wrong. For you to just live in shame and self-condemnation because you put your back out. I agree. Uh, you, you did. So you did. You're going to take some responsibility for that. You're going to deal with it and have some grace because over here, the guilt, we have wrecked more health and wellness in the preaching of it and allowing for allowing guilt with to come in with that than, than maybe anything else. So it's a, it's a good way to go. end. Friends, thanks for tuning in as we all work to leverage the power of our unique inner drive and wake every day to our authentic, driven, and inspired lives. Thanks as always to my great friend, Randy James, Dr. James. You can find him and see if you want to connect with him and get his care at truelifemedicine.com. If you got value from the podcast, it'd be a gift if you'd let us know. And give us a rating on Spotify or a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. You can go subscribe at YouTube and watch these episodes in full at kevinmiller.co. That's also kevinmiller.co where you can find me on social media. We have a lot of clips these days. You can get great little sound bites every day on your social media from the shows. If you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, get my book, What Drives You on Amazon. And until next time, stay driven.
1: Yeah.